Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Right now, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash school of laughs and download one of over 180,000 titles. That's a lot to choose from, folks. You can download that audiobook and listen to it right there on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Very easy to do. A lot of good books on Audible if you're looking for a recommendation. Uh, Born Standing Up by Steve Martin is a must-read for any comedian. And if you're in the car traveling, a must-listen right here on Audible. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash school of laughs and download your free book today. We're also brought to you today by Jean-Marie Pascarelli and Leo Abs, two new students on the online course for stand-up comedy level one writing. You can get that course anytime you want, folks, by going to schooloflaughs.com and checking out the online course uh, link right there. We've got a sign-up from Massachusetts, and Leo is all the way from Western Australia. So thank you very much for downloading and taking the online course. Let's get into today's show. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the podcast. Rick Roberts here today for our annual Road Dog Tips Travel Like a Boss podcast where I share some inside tips on travel. I've also got lots of tips from our Facebook group as well to share, and I'll give you guys some shout-outs as we move along. We're going to break today's episode down into three sections. We're going to talk about traveling by car, whether it's your own car or a rental car. We're going to talk about hotel stays and how you can get the most out of that and flying by the old airplane. That's right. We're going to break it down in three sections. Each section, we're going to kick off with one of my tunes. It's no surprise that since I travel so much over 25 years uh, doing this that I've written some songs about traveling. So this first one is all about the fun you can have when you drive around in a rental car. One of my favorite things to do when I travel is to get a rental car and just beat it up for two or three days. <laughs> have you all ever done that before out there? $40 a day, you get your car. For 20 more dollars, you can buy all of their insurance on their car and total it, they have to bring you another car for the inconvenience. <laughs> their insurance on their car, that is an adult double dog dare. <laughs> I heard that and first I'm like, I'm cheap, I'm not gonna pay it 20 bucks and I thought it through, I'm like, here's 40, follow me in two cars. <laughs> I went and got the Dukes of Hazard, got some ideas of what I could pull off in my vehicle. And when my youngin turns 15 or 16, wants to learn how to drive, do you think he's going to beat up my car? No. We'll go out to the airport, rent something, and bond all weekend long. I get enterprise. You can hit a tree and they swing around and pick you back up. So this song is full of ideas for you to get your money's worth if you ever get behind the wheel of a rental car. Something about a rental that seems so appealing It may just be a you-go, but you go for wheeling Play bumper cars on crowded city streets Put your cigarettes out right in the seat It's cool. It's not really your car You can knock down Harleys outside of a biker bar You can one time you can drag race a hearse, get it up to 90, and pop it in reverse. 
You can get in the left lane and go 35 Set that cruise control and sleep while you drive Let a strange dog have its litter on the floor Knock down pedestrians by opening the door it's You can burn out the clutch It's not really tailgating until the fenders touch It's a rental you don't have to keep it clean And just for fun when you top off the tank Fill it up with kerosene It's a rental It's a rental, folks. Treat it like one. Hey, since we were talking about rental cars right now, let's do a couple of tips on driving the rental car. Uh, first tip I have for you is if you're going to be traveling just very short distance from the airport over to the hotel, that kind of thing, uh, definitely get the smallest car on the lot, the uh, subcompact, the thing that's right next to the bicycle. There's no reason to go crazy and get a midsize or something like that unless you're going to be picking up a lot of people, which probably isn't the case. Uh, Derek Tennant also recommends this. Get the tiniest car because here's what happens. A lot of times you get there and like, oh, sorry, we don't have any subcompacts or compacts or economies. All we have is a, a midsize. Is that going to be okay? Same price. Sorry, we're out of the smaller car. So we're going to do that every single time, folks. So uh, if it's a short distance, go ahead and rent the tiniest car. You're going to save 6 to $15 at least, uh, sometimes more than that, and you'll drive a, a slightly bigger car. I also like to get the smaller car because uh, it takes less gas. You know, if it's a short distance, no big deal. I'll get the tiniest car available, save some money. Never get the insurance on the car unless you've got your own car insurance and check with your car insurance company almost every time they're going to cover the rental and if they don't another thing you can do is get the um, airline visa card or amex and almost 99 percent of the time that card is going to cover your rental too i've got the southwest card uh, it's a great card overall but it does cover that travel cost if in case you incur some accidents there on your rental car so there's really no reason to pay that extra 15 20 bucks a day uh, again though if it's serious weather uh, maybe you're not sure if you're going to be able to handle the driving. Maybe you want to go ahead and get it, but you'll save a lot of money over the years. I probably fly 60 times a year, something like that, a little bit more than once a week. So uh, saving that 20 bucks every single time equals something like you know, 1200 bucks. So that more than would cover a deductible if I needed to pay it on the rental car. So just use your brain there. They're going to always try to get you to upgrade. What I always tell them is, hey, before they even ask me those questions, I'm like, hey, I'm here to pick up my rental. I want the smallest car you got, and I'm going to decline coverage, fill it up on the way back in. So make sure you do that. And then as you're leaving the airport, make note of where the gas station is close to the airport. Usually you got to fill it up within 10 miles of the airport. And um, a lot of times the gas stations closest to the airport are going to be the most expensive. But you want to make sure you know there's at least one there in case on your way back home you don't see one. And uh, boom, you're going to hit, you know, not be able to pay for the gas because you're running late. And they're going to charge you like 10 bucks a gallon if you don't fill it up yourself and you said you were going to. So always make sure you do that. They're going to also offer you a chance to uh, get a GPS. And I would recommend not doing that if you've got a cell phone because there's a lot of great apps out there. Uh, one that I like to use and several of our listeners also recommended is Waze, W-A-Z-E. Waze is great because it'll give you an alternate pass. It also, I guess the strong point of Waze, is it's crowdsourced GPS. So basically, if I'm driving and I see there's a slowdown, 
a little thing will pop up on my cell phone screen within about a minute and say, is there a slowdown here? You just hit the thumbs up, and that lets everybody else in the area who's using the Waze app know that there's a slowdown up ahead, and that can give you some, some heads up, you know, plan an alternate route. And if there's a big-time slowdown way ahead, it'll actually give you that alternate route when you first log in so you know ahead of time not to go through that particular area. So very handy app. Uh, also tells you where the popo are, the police. Uh, people, if you see a police officer and, you're, and you've got that Waze uh, app, you know, if you see the Highway Patrol, you can hit little button that has police, and then everybody knows that there's a police up ahead. Uh, somebody's going to pull you over for doing 900 miles an hour, you crazy comedians. So you definitely want that Waze app. Very handy. What I also like to do, too, is if I'm flying in somewhere and I'm going to drive a distance, whether it's short or long, I'll go to Google Maps and Google the distance between the airport and wherever I've got to go, and then I'll screenshot that map and keep that handy on my phone as well in case, for some reason, the GPS isn't working. Uh, actually, typically, I do that on my iPad. So I've got my iPad to the side, and I can look at alternate routes while I'm in the car if I need to without logging on because I've got it offline. Google Maps is a great tool for you uh, all over the place. Another app you might want to check out, uh, I guess a variety of apps. If you're traveling in any state, the Department of Transportation has an app. Uh, for instance, here in Tennessee, it's TDOT, and I can go to TDOT.org and download the app for Tennessee, and it will give me very specific real-time traffic situations, so I'll know way ahead of time what's going on right there, and uh, I can take care of business. Another thing you might want to do is check out the Gas Buddy app. Gas Buddy app, what you do, you load that sucker in, and it'll tell you where the gas stations are, and it'll also tell you who has the cheapest price on gas. So that's a nice thing to do. If you're taking your own vehicle, uh, and it's up to you. These are just my personal preferences. But what I like to do is fill up about halfway and drive until I need to fill up again and fill up halfway. Uh, it's not a ton of difference, but in a, you know, I think I've got a 16-gallon tank in what I'm driving. That's a lot of weight that you're adding every time you fill up and you drive. So on a four-hour, five-hour drive, half of that drive, you're lugging around a full tank of gas or at least a half tank or better. If you go half tank and under, a little less weight may save you a couple dollars, increase your efficiency driving down the road. Uh, all kinds of things you can do to save money on gas, but that's that's one of my little tips. Of course, keep your tires inflated and keep the oil chains. That's going to help you out as well. Here's what I recommend for you in your own vehicle. Uh, get the Rain-X windshield protection. It's like a little spray thing, and then you wipe it into your windshield and listen folks if you do this like every three months or so like i do you hardly even have to turn your wiper blades on when it's a real big downpour because the water just like shoots right off of your windshield it's really cool uh, i recommend doing that also putting it on your uh, mirrors on the side that way that those things uh, don't get all bogged down and blocked out and you can see what's going on around you another tip for you when you're driving uh, your own car is take a snapshot of the odometer when you get in the car and then take a snapshot when you return home and boom, you've got that there for your records, for your taxes. Uh, your photos will have a time stamp and date stamp on them and it'll be easy to recall that when you're doing your mileage for your taxes, which is a huge, huge benefit of being a comedian as you write a lot of those miles off and that can be a great deduction for you. If you travel a lot, you know, you want to get that AAA here in the States the automotive club insurance, it's not that expensive, and man, it covers you for a lot, a lot of things. Uh, locking your keys into your car, I did that recently. Uh, man, pulled in the driveway at midnight, locked my keys in the car, and I had to go back to the airport the next day, like at 6 a.m. So call up AAA, 15 minutes later, they pull up in the driveway, 
they break into my car. It's kind of cool watching somebody break into your car. Like, oh, that's how easy it is. Maybe I should switch jobs and be a car thief. I mean, all I do is slide a Jimmy down there and hoop, there it goes, and you're right back in your car. But that AAA thing, I think I get five lockouts for me and my family. So, you know, very handy. If I'd had to call a locksmith at midnight, chances are it have been a long time, and I probably wouldn't even got somebody after midnight, to be honest with you. So AAA, a great investment if you're traveling quite a bit. A little safety of mine there, and it takes a lot of stress out of the drive. I'm not going to go into, like, other safety things, but, of course, I guess I will. <laughs> a couple of flares, a blanket, a little half case of bottled water back in the trunk is always handy in case you're traveling and get stuck somewhere. Uh, if you got a USB backup power pack for your cell phone, that's going to be handy in case your car dies on the side of the road. If it dies, the battery dies, and you can't charge your phone to call for help anyway. So a few different tips there. Let's see if we've got any other tips here from our listeners on driving. Sure, we do. Uh, Chris Gersh up there in Ohio says, hey, when I'm driving by myself, I can log in 16-hour driving days, but with my spouse, it's about four hours. Plan accordingly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, John Miller says, never eat truck stop sushi. I'm with you there. That's a lesson you learn one time. Uh, those rotisserie hot dogs that are out there on that little thing going back and forth over the hours and hours of the day. Definitely want to avoid doing that. Uh, Cornbread Robinson also agrees on the Waze app. So that's a good thing to do, and I agree with you there. And then Sasha Southers, Southers, I always forget how to pronounce that name. Sasha Southers, uh, pack a cooler when driving with some snacks, save money and save times pulling over. I do that too. Everywhere I go now, there seems there's these Dollar Tree uh, stores. You can go in there and for like five bucks, load up on all kinds of snacks, and you don't have to pull over for anything on your trip. So way to save some money there as you're driving. And boom, let's move on now to tips. When staying at a hotel. And here's my song, Housekeeping. Check into your hotel after driving 15 hours, kick off my shoes. I relax with a nice hot shower, that's what. I like to do, I pull the shades, I dim the lights, I hang the do not disturb sign, lay back on the bed, eyes closed, I start to unwind, I set the clock so I can sleep in, and then they knock, whoa, whoa, it's housekeeping, they're keeping me awake, housekeeping, how much more can I tell hello, housekeeping, Please open your door. Hello. I wake up in the morning. Housekeeping's nowhere to be found. I like fresh coffee, but I brew through the same old grounds. I leave the hotel until way late in the afternoon. When I return, not a single soul has cleaned my room. I take a nap, the kind you count sheep in. Then like a slap, whoa, whoa. It's housekeeping. They're shouting down the halls, housekeeping. Sounds like they're vacuuming the walls. Hello, this is the housekeeper. I saw the do not disturb sign on your door, but I would like to know if you would like service anyway. Which translated must mean just start pounding away. A word to the wise, always be sure to check your locks. 
Or they'll walk in on you while you're naked putting on your socks. You're daydreaming, you think you'll be sleeping. You'll hear screaming, then whoa, it's housekeeping. They won't leave you alone, housekeeping. They'll even call you on the phone. Yeah, what do you want? Hello, sir. This is housekeeping. Would you like service today? No. Would you like me to bring you some soap? No, I'd like to sleep. It says here you are checking out in five minutes. No, I'm staying here a couple more days, all right? I just want some sleep. If I didn't, I can come back later, but I am Listen sure. here, man. I, it's 7 a.m. Saturday morning. I don't work until 8 o'clock tonight. I just want some rest. Well, then let me check the lamps in your room, for the boats must surely be burned out, for we left the light on for you, and I can bring you towels. You must be out of towels. Now, I've got, listen, man, i got four towels, six hand towels, three washcloths, two bars of soap, i got shampoo, conditioner, a, a shoe mitt, i got a shower cap and an iron, i got a hair dryer and an extra little mint, and very little patience left. Will you just let me sleep? Hello, it is me again. We must have had a bad connection. I still must get into your room. It is a little bit later now. Like you asked, I am calling back to come in. Truth be told, I must be watching my soap opera now. I must be into a room to watch days of my life. So can I come over? Hello? Will you let me in? Hello? Housekeeping? You didn't know I could speak French, did you? <laughs> hey, two years in college. Failed both years. Uh, it was a horrible experience. But at least I learned enough to uh, put in the housekeeping song. Isn't that the worst part of staying at a hotel, man? I don't care. It's, it could be the only day in the entire year where you get to sleep in, and they want to start checking you out by banging on your door and knocking in there and, and waking you up at 7. I can't tell you how many times that has happened over the years. Uh, it's just... I put a crime scene tape across my door so nobody bothers me. <laughs> if I'm lucky enough to sleep in, man, leave me alone. Yeah, okay, let's talk about hotels here a little bit. Uh, the key, I think, for anybody traveling a lot, and a lot of people mention this in the Facebook group too, is you know find a couple of brands that you like and stick with them and join their rewards perks, so you can uh, you know accumulate some points and use those things. Now, this is what I like to do, and you might want to think about this too if you're full time, especially those points, those rewards, only use those things for personal. Uh, trips like family vacations and stuff if you're using the perks on your business trips you can't write the hotel stay off you know you, you may have got a free hotel room for the night but you don't have the 115 dollars deduction either so i know there's some times where it's it's a borderline gig and it's not going to pay much and you might want to burn through some points but if you're able to pay for a hotel and write that off on your taxes that is much better and then use those points for your personal stuff or, you know, cash them out at the end of the year for gift cards, for Christmas presents, those kinds of things. But again, find a hotel chain or two. Usually you need two because not every chain is in every city. And stick with those most you can. For me, I'm a really simple, straightforward guy. A Holiday Inn Express, I like. Hampton Inn, I like. And La Quinta Inn. And my wife gives me a lot of flack for picking La Quinta. But let me tell you. The key for me is a good night's rest, and La Quinta, whatever their mattress is, is the best, the most firm. I'm a, I got kind of a bad back, and I need a firm mattress to kind of help me out, especially after traveling, sitting in the airplane all day, and then driving maybe two or three hours to a gig. The last thing I want is a hotel room where the bed is just saggy. And unfortunately, when I stay, you know, at the nicer hotels, Hilton, uh, even Hampton Inn for a while, I had these really, really saggy pillow top mattresses and. Boom, the next morning you wake up, you need a chiropractor. And in the resort hotels, too, man, a few times I've stayed at a Westin and 
gallerias and those kinds of things. And the bed is so soft that you need to spend the $150 at the spa the next morning to work the kinks out. I'm convinced that's their scam they got going on right there. So, but find a couple. Of course, it's nice if they got the free complimentary breakfast there in the morning, like the Hampton, the Holiday Inn, the Quinta. They got those things. But find a couple that you like. Uh, you'll, you'll quickly accumulate enough points to be like in their preferred membership, and that gives you access to better rooms, easier upgrades, and they tend to treat you better when you come in the front door. They'll sometimes give you some bottled water and some snacks for being on the preferred list. And, of course, uh, you preferred, so you can ask for some things, and they're more likely to give that to you uh, for being loyal to them. That's one thing I like to do for sure. Another thing I like to do is always ask for the Superman room whenever I check in, and that's what I call a room that is up, up, and away from everything, from all the noise. Uh, when I log in and, and you know get the hotel rooms online, I'll always put in the comment box that I want a room that's the highest up floor away from vending and ice and facing the quietest area. And sometimes, this is my little trick too that I'll put in there is, this is an important stay for me. I got to get up early for a job interview. Now, I don't know why that makes a big difference, but the last three or four times I've put that in there, when I get to the hotel, they're really excited that I've got a job interview in their town. Even though my job is just doing comedy, uh, I kind of fib a little bit there to get some preferred treatment. But they really want to take care of me. And I've actually had people ask me as I'm checking out, hey, how did the interview go? <laughs> so it makes a little difference. Another thing you can ask for, is, especially if you're close to an airport, is uh, do you have a section where you put the pilots? Because that's where I need the quiet section. And that's usually going to be on the top floor in the quietest area. And that's great because everybody around you is trying to be quiet at the same time too. And boom, better rest. I'll also call the day of the hotel stay. Uh, maybe I'm traveling, maybe at the airport, and later on I'll be staying at a hotel at night. I'll just give them a quick call, confirm the reservation, and double-check again if they can give me that quiet room. Because I tell you what, man, when you're doing six or seven nights out in a row, or even three or four, and you got to travel every day and hop up and hit the first flight out or drive eight hours because you're not flying, uh, that sleep is precious. So, uh, again, call and check in. Make sure they got the reservation and that they got you in a nice, quiet spot. A couple of tips from our listeners, uh, multiple people, Sherry Heron and uh, Jim Seward, also Lisa Mills and Teresa Roberts-Logan all said, hey, I always bring at least a six-foot extension cord for the hotel rooms because, and I agree with them, usually the sockets are behind the bed or behind that nasty nightstand that got between the beds or behind the TV or somewhere where you can't even access. There's been times where like I've had to just plug my phone in the bathroom because there's no other outlet available. Uh, so that six-foot extension cord makes a lot of sense. You've got a couple of different little outlets on there, and you can charge your stuff where you need it. Uh, also works great at the airport. Sometimes you get to the airport and you look around. There's only got a couple of outlets, and people are using them. Uh, you bring over a little outlet or an extension cord and people are more than happy to let you in there and, and let you plug right in and even like a, a power strip some people recommended bringing a power strip and uh, Teresa says she did this after the hurricane hurricane Irene and she went to a Starbucks with that power strip and all of a sudden one outlet turned into multiple outlets and everybody was able to cha charge their phone up since they were displaced they needed somewhere to charge it up and she looked like the winner the champ the hero for doing that so a little power strip goes a long way Josh Novi chimes in and says, hey, if light bothers you, know which rooms face opposite the sun. That's very good. The sun, the big ball of orange in the sky, Josh. I'm with you. I, again, sleep is at a premium on the travel trip, so I'll always try to have my bedroom if there's, you know, 
if it's optional, I can pick either side and it's not going to be a loud side. I'll pick the side where the sun comes up latest where it sets. I'll be facing west is what I'm trying to say instead of facing east. Give yourself a few more minutes of rest. Also, I bring uh, my own pillow. I've got one of those Tempur-Pedic pillows, and I just will not travel without that thing. Sometimes it causes me to check an extra bag, uh, my pillow and my two sound machines. But listen, without those, sometimes I would never get rest. Uh, And comfort is key, man. I don't know about you guys, but those hotel pillows, eh, a lot of head and sweat on that stuff. I'd rather have my own head and sweat back into my own head and sweaty pillow that I can wash and know it's going to be washed. Also, those hotel pillows are either really big and fluffy and they have you four feet up off the bed or they're just they're nothing. It's just a pillowcase and somehow there's a little bit of cotton in there. So I love bringing my own pillow so I stay comfortable and get as much rest as possible. Another hotel room tip. I read this somewhere and I've got to say I've only done it a couple times. But if you're a germaphobe and you're in a hotel room that's probably like your own prison camp, somebody says, hey, go to the little ice bucket They've got that little um, plastic liner for the ice bucket. Bucket, Take that and wrap it around your remote control and tie it off. That way when you're touching the remote control, you're only touching that little plastic liner and you're not touching every individual button that has who knows what on there. Uh, If they had a black light on that, it would look like a crime scene, I'm sure. So if you're a germaphobe, that's one good thing to do there is take that little liner and wrap it around the uh, remote. Another thing you can do with that little liner, and uh, I've only done this once or twice back in the day, but it's, it's handy. Maybe you are at the hotel multiple days and they've got that continental breakfast that shuts down at 9, but you'd rather really sleep till 11. You can take that little liner, go down to the breakfast buffet, throw a few danishes or something in that thing, a couple of donuts, maybe a bagel or an English muffin, ripe it up, bring it back up to your room. And later on that day, whenever you decide to wake up, you can go down there and toast those suckers up. Or even if you're going to be there later on in the afternoon and you want to have an afternoon snack, you can use that instead of going out and buying Ziploc bags. You know, when you go to a store and you buy only Ziploc bags, they kind of look at you like you're a drug dealer. So let's avoid doing that. So a couple of uses for that little ice bucket right there. I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I've done that are probably illegal, but <laughs> I'm just going to share them because I know some of you out there travel as much or if not more than I do. Uh, sometimes you've requested a quiet room, you've requested away from vending, but they still have no rooms left. Whatever, it's a big conference, it's sold out, what have you. They've got you in the room right next to the ice maker. What I've done is, uh, <laughs> I hesitate even telling you this, but why not? It might help you out. This is what I do. I put a sign on the ice machine that says out of order, use ice machine on the first floor or whatever floor. And what I'll do sometimes is go down to the business center and just print that out if that's the situation, if I'm right next to the ice machine or the Coke machine. And I'll just put it right on there and I'll I'll just put a little dash management. Sorry for the inconvenience at the bottom. And believe it or not, that that has worked where people are like, ah, I'm not going to hit this. I'll just go downstairs and they're not clunking away getting their diet cokes at two in the morning what people are drinking pop in the morning anyway like that 2 a.m but that's a way to kind of silence the people when they're right next to your room obviously if you're in the elevator the room right next to the elevator not much you can do about that but i have printed out those signs a few times and it has kind of shut the shut the business down nobody ends up hitting that because they're not going to waste their money in their in the vending machine and they'll just go downstairs for the ice so a couple of tips there for you to make us Stay a little bit easier at a hotel. Let's move on to flights. Here's a song off my brand new CD, Half Full, called 32,000 Feet Up in the Air. (laughs) 
rented row equals first class. Something smells a little rotten. Did someone smuggle on a possum? to Dallas, boots kicked off, big nasty callus, his girlfriend's got sweaty crocs, this airplane's like a floating sock, trying to channel my inner Metallica on that tune. What do you think? A lot of fun. Uh, thanks again to Nathan Meckle for helping me produce that last CD, Half Full. Uh, tons of fun. Available on iTunes if you want to download it. Okay, let's talk about flying. This is, might be where I have the most insight since I've been flying quite a bit. And again, I'm a, I'm a reasonably uh, conservative guy when it comes to spending money. Uh, Southwest Airlines is my first choice here in Nashville. They've got a lot of flights. It's one of their hubs. And also Delta is my second runner-up because sometimes the smaller cities Delta can get into, but Southwest can't. Those are the two credit cards that I have. And the Delta credit card gives you a free first bag checked in. So instead of paying the first $25, uh, you get that extra bag checked in, and it doesn't cost you anything. And, you know, over the course of time, that Delta card has added up to some free trips for me i use that delta card only for purchasing airline tickets on delta and then all of my non-business stuff this may or may not make sense my southwest card i use for all my business expenses everything except for when i'm flying delta delta card i use for just purchasing delta flights and then any grocery shop any of that kind of stuff that is not a business expense so i can kind of keep my two credit cards somewhat separate 
and I know everything on my Southwest card is earning me extra points every time I buy something. And then also so helps me get that A preferred list status every single year. And then slowly I'm building that up on my Delta card with my household purchases, my trips to Lowe's and Home Depot. But I've got my business and my personal stuff pretty much separated except for the flights on Delta. Hope that makes sense. But, you know, having two cards, I know Dave Ramsey would probably shoot me in the face for saying you should have a couple of cards. But as much as I travel and I'm able to pay off that uh, visa bill every time it comes in, that's a, that's a key fact right there, uh, key factor. Uh, it, the credit card is really very convenient for me. I know he says you spend more when you have a credit card than if you're paying cash. But again, I'm only using those for business expenses that I have to purchase anyway. So I've been able, I think, to stay out of that 18 or 20% of people who buy more stuff because it's credit and it's not cash and it doesn't hurt. So the credit cards are great. Again, with uh, Southwest, the points add up really fast. I mean, I think I'm sitting on close to a million points right now on Southwest and maybe I don't even know on Delta because I don't keep track of it as much. And that stuff you can cash out, Christmas presents. Uh, I think pretty much everything last year that I could spend money on, I bought gift cards or downloaded gift cards from the Southwest site by exchanging in those points. And I was able to have a pretty good Christmas. So why not treat yourself to something uh, nice with those reward points? Let's get into specific tips on flying. Uh, Derek Tennant, who offered us multiple tips here, says, uh, go out of your way to thank the gate agents, the flight attendants, the rental car agents, really everybody. It goes a long way and, hey, sometimes leads to an upgrade you didn't expect because especially those rental car counter people, they are miserable. They hate their life. They hate their job. If you can bring some sunshine in there, like Derek says, do that. He also says when flying, check your bag. Don't be the guy trying to jam the overhead and hold up the line. It's quicker on and off the plane, and the airline rarely loses your luggage. Rarely, but sometimes it does happen, and that's where a cornbread Robinson comes in here and says, hey, if you are carrying something on, have two days' worth of clothes in your carry-on because if your luggage does get lost, the average return time on your luggage is two days. So that's a good tip, cornbread, right there. Bring two days' worth of uh, clothing. One thing I will say is try to carry on what you're going to wear to the show that night if you're traveling day of. That way, if your luggage gets lost, you're not trying to shop in the uh, on the way to the gig. I've, I've had that happen <laughs> happen about five years ago. I was doing a parents' weekend at uh, Virginia Tech, and my luggage didn't get there, and I had to stop at tar- Target on the way in and buy a suit, and uh, then I'd return the suit the next day. Yep, criminal activity again. Uh, but that was a lot of stress having not only the flight was delayed and my luggage was lost, but I had to go get a suit on the way into the gig horrible situation that can be totally avoided by carrying on like Kenny Robinson, the cornbread comic says right there. A tip from George Judy Oaks says, hey, you might want to get that TSA pre-check. It saves you a bundle of time at security. Uh, They prefer Nexus, which is half the cost, but either way, uh, TSA pre on a day where you're jammed for time especially, the regular lines can be out the door and the TSA pre might be only 15 or 20 deep. Uh, in Nashville, where I fly out of, they've got two different security areas. And another tip for you is ask somebody when you first walk in. A lot of the volunteers wear like red jackets in these different uh, airports. Just ask them which is the least busy security line because there's always one that's really heavy because the local carrier like Southwest is on this side and that's the closest after you check check your bags. That's the area you're going through. On the other side where it's like Delta and America here in uh, Nashville, you can go right through that sucker, and boom, you're on the other side way before you'd be on the busiest side. So TSA pre-check, I did that. It's like $85. 
Uh, you have to schedule a time to pop in. They do fingerprints, both hands, twice. Uh, they scan your retinas. They ask information about stuff you wouldn't expect them to. Total invasion privacy, but $85, and you're right through the other side. So TSA PreCheck, I'm with you there. George Judy Oaks on that one. John Peter says on long flights, sit on one side of the aisle, get an aisle seat on the left side when you're taking off, and then when you have a layover and you got to get on the other flight, the second leg, have an aisle seat on the other side. That way you get to stretch both sides of your body out while you're flying. Hey, that's a pretty good tip right there. Another airport tip here for, uh, for traveling is check in with the airline website before you leave. Uh, Geraldine K. McArt says you can download that flight app from the local airline, whichever airline you're traveling, and that way you're not stuck midair and no Wi-Fi and you can't watch movies. If you download their app, you usually can watch some free movies, and that'll help you pass some time. Lynn David Spat says, hey, when you're flying, as you get on the plane, scope out extra empty seats in case you get a crying baby right behind you, and you'll be able to scoot up to that seat at the last second before they close the doors. Uh, Man, I was on a flight recently. Again, it's one of those early morning flights and a Wednesday, and somebody's got their baby on the plane at 545 in the morning. Guess who else isn't happy? Me and that baby. That baby right behind me sounded like an air alarm. Like somebody was invading Germany for, man, what was it, two-hour flight nonstop. And all the mother did was order some drinks. So good for you, mother of the year. Thanks for bringing your baby alarm on the board. But, man, sometimes that is just the worst. Babies you can't even reason with. Uh, If there's, you know, young kids kicking your seat and that stuff. I saw uh, a tip recently where somebody brings a coloring book and crayons in a little Ziploc bag, and that's just always in their travel case. If they've got that kid who's restless behind them, they whip that sucker out. They're the hero. They give the kid a gift, and that kid hopefully shuts up for a little while before they start eating the crayons and then puking all over the back seat. (laughs) That would be my luck. Hey, take these crayons. Next thing I know, the kid's been eating them. Anyhow, uh, those kids, if you get that extra seat scoped out, maybe you can get up there. Another thing you like to do on the airplane, if you're flying southwest again, uh, I think it's seat number nine, if I remember if you like to get your drinks fast first and have time to drink them, uh, watch where the stewardesses or the stewards uh, start taking their drink orders. Next time you fly, just make a mental note. I think it's seat number nine if you're sitting in the first part of the plane. And that way you get your drink order first and you also get it served to you first. Some of those shorter flights, you know, Detroit to Chicago and some of those connections, they just make you slam those drinks down. So go ahead and get that row where they take care of you first. Susan Campbell gave me a great Facebook tip, and Susan, by the way, is one of the best pre-K teachers in all of Central Tennessee. She taught uh, my son Wyatt, and he still goes in and plays guitar for her class uh, once a year uh, and just has kept in touch with her. But Susan's a great lady, and she says, hey, I roll my clothes up before I pack. Amazingly, you can carry more this way, and I always take a small roll of duct tape because you never know what's going to break on a trip. You know I sometimes roll my clothes. It depends on what type of clothes they are, but that does save you some room. Uh, for my non-show clothes, for my civilian clothes, I usually will roll those up and then take my belt and wrap it around it three or four times and tighten it up in there so it kind of stays in one little log. And it does save you some space in there. Not as many wrinkles. Hard to avoid all wrinkles, but that's a good tip right there. Eddie Gortney and Earl Music, fellas, thanks for the tip. You guys kind of have the same tip, but it's true. Just basic sense. Try to give yourself some extra time. Book an earlier flight, 
so that you have more time to get there and book flights that will get you there way before you think you need to get there. That way, in case there's a delay or something, you're not a no-show and it doesn't cost you the gig, cost you your paycheck. Always build in what I like to call margin, some extra time on both sides so you don't stress out nearly as much. Carla Phillips offered up this tip. If you're on a flight that offers a meal, and I'm not typically on a flight that offers a meal, but if you are, she says order the gluten-free meal because you'll get it first and it will be hot because there are fewer of those, I guess, and they have to spend more time making sure it's right. So get that gluten-free meal on flights when you're traveling long distance, and you probably won't notice that they took the gluten out, I don't think. I don't know. What does gluten taste like? Put it in a Pop-Tart and I'll eat it and tell you later. What is gluten, man? It's a silent killer. All right, a couple last-minute kind of loose-end tips that came in through, just some basic travel tips uh, before I let you go today, and these are these are pretty nice. Uh, if you lose your charger, your cell phone charger, almost every hotel desk, rental car counter, uh, they're all going to have you know a big old box full of chargers that people have left in their cars or in the hotel rooms. If you're stuck with that one, maybe check that lost and found before you go buy one, and it can save you a couple of dollars right there. Derek Tennant says, hey, buddy, no matter how bad the travels are, just relax. You're blessed to be doing this for a living. You're living the dream. So don't take it out on somebody else when you get angry for a second. Realize it's a privilege and enjoy it. I like that attitude, Derek. And lastly, a tip from uh, Lisa Mills. When she checks into hotel rooms, she takes a picture with her cell phone of the phone in the hotel room, that old phone that nobody uses, because on the faceplate of that phone, it typically will have your room number, the street address, and the phone number of the hotel. And that way she texts that back to her family so they know that she's, A, gotten to the hotel safely, but also if something goes down and her cell phone isn't working when they need her, they can call the hotel and they've got all that information right there. And I really like that idea. I've kind of gotten out of the habit of printing out an itinerary for my family when I leave town, and I turn my cell phone off at night so I can rest. So there are times where if they needed to get a hold of me, they probably wouldn't be able to. In fact, I remember way back before... Uh, we even had kids. I woke up one morning, turned on my cell phone, and there was like seven messages. And my wife had uh, had kidney stones overnight when I was out of town. I was rushed to the hospital, and everybody was trying to get a hold of me. And I didn't leave any information behind on where I was. And that would have definitely helped out in that situation. So especially if you've got family, make sure somebody knows where you are. Uh, last little tip here about Uber and Lyft. If you're taking those travel options instead of renting a car when you're out there, uh, I always take a screenshot of the uh, information I get, the driver, the driver's license, that kind of stuff, license plate number, and the route, and I'll text that to my wife and say, hey, I'm getting in a car with a total stranger who seems to be a good guy because they're making money on the side driving Uber, but in case I don't turn up where I'm supposed to, here's the information on the last time you saw me and where I was headed. Even though it sounds a little creepy, uh, there is a little solace and peace knowing that she at least knows where I am at the time in case this dude goes off the rails and off the grid and takes me out and all of a sudden it's like pulp fiction out there in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to be like that. So think about your family when you travel out there. Think about yourself. Take care of yourself. Get some good rest. Drink water. There's a million more tips I could tell you, but I appreciate the tips that came in today from our listeners. Uh, Again, there's multiple ways to keep track of what's going on here in the School of Laughs. Schooloflaughs.com has everything as far as class times, class dates, online class information, blog posts, and podcast information. Uh, Facebook page, go ahead and like that. While you're on the social, click over to Twitter. We've got a School of Laughs. Uh, Twitter feed is at School of Laughs. And while you're there, 
might as well go and get the trifecta and hit YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're on those three outlets to know what we're up to. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, typically we interview comedians. Typically I'm giving out tips on comedy. This was kind of an anomaly today. We do our once-a-year travel podcast. But if you're new, one thing I'd like you to do right now, shoot an email to schooloflaughs at gmail.com. Let me know any comedy questions you might have, uh, whether you're beginning or you've been in it for a while. I'll offer up my opinions. If I don't know the answer, I'll go find it for you and include that on an upcoming podcast. And make sure you join our Insider Tips newsletter goes out once or twice a month with updates on the different podcasts, blog posts. Everything you may have missed is in that monthly newsletter. I don't spam you. It's uh, once a month, maybe two times if there's a lot going on. And that has a ton of information in there, including some unique posts that don't show up in the blog or anywhere else. So plenty of chances to get in touch with us and connect with the School of Laughs. I hope you picked up at least one tip today you can use as you travel to make traveling a little bit easier for yourself. If you're in the Nashville area, we do have those writing classes coming up, the last classes of the season, November 7, 21, and 28. Those are Mondays. They'll be held downtown at SIR. I can give you more information on that. It's $200 for the three sessions. Uh, be over six hours of meeting up, and you'll get homework in that class that I can grade for you, kind of show you where your writing is, give you some clues as to where your strengths and weaknesses are, and tips on how to make that stronger. You'll be in there with a good group of 12 to 15 other people starting out, and as well as some of my lifetime membership students that have been in it for a while and you can pick their brain about stand-up again that's november 7 21 and 28 from 6 to 8 p.m in nashville if you want to reserve a spot school of last at gmail.com is the way to do that a quick note for those of you that are supporting the podcast through patreon thanks again for continuing to do that and for those of you that are pledging seven dollars a month or more you get invited to these google hangouts where we get to discuss whatever you want including the past four weeks of club 52 challenges and that club 52 is a weekly email that i send out to the people that are supporting the podcast at this level uh the the google hangout this weekend was 1 to 2 p.m central standard time i'm going to need to move that from 2 to 3 p.m central standard time i'll be sending out an email to all those that are eligible for that google hangout so if you didn't hear it here You'll see it in the inbox, but just wanted to make sure I didn't miss you on that. I had to move it back an hour because my kids are starting some uh, extracurriculars, and I want to go check that out. It's a Saturday that I'm going to be home this month, so I want to go see what they're up to. And to do that, I need to move the uh, podcast Google Hangout back one hour. So again, from 2 to 3 Central Standard Time, mark your calendar. I'll send you an invite for that the day of, and you can jump in and pick my brain and become friends with our other laugh partners through Patreon. All right, folks, we're headed out the door now. Don't forget, go to audibletrial.com forward slash school of laughs to download your free audible book, your audio book. Uh, man, you get a 30-day free trial along with this. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from. And a couple recommendations for you. Norm MacDonald, Based on a True Story. I've got that one in queue, ready for some time to listen to it. Jim Gaffigan's got a great book called Dad is Fat. Steve Martin, Born Standing Up, is my overall number one recommendation of any book in the history of stand-up comedy. Check that out. That's it for this week. Travel safe out there, guys, and stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.